0: Ladies and gentlemen, grunts and girls, welcome to episode 22 of the Bullets to Beans podcast. As always, I'm your host, Doc Joslin. This week, we're going to dive into the dividing of America. Make no mistake about it, folks, America's under attack and not a single shot's been fired yet. We're going to talk about uh, our nation's adversaries and the work that they're doing using social media to uh, divide the country. And the crux of this battle is coming up in just a month from today when the... 2020 presidential election hits. I have a feeling it's going to hit hard. Stay tuned, folks. This is the show this week. Bullet Sabines, your weekly military and veteran podcast with Doc Joslin. Born from the passion of taking care of our nation's veterans and warriors, Remedy Alpine, owned, operated, and staffed by veterans, provides a variety of therapeutic adventure and backcountry recreation programs ranging from single-day hikes to multi-day, multi-night mountain treks and even basic mountaineering adventures. For more information, visit them at www.remedyalpine.org. Remedy Alpine, reminding you to work the mountain and rest your mind. The Weekly Grind. So folks, I talked to the producer this week and I agreed, me being the producer, to do things a little bit out of sorts. I know typically I save the Weekly Grind to the end of the show. I wanted to start off by it because I'm kind of blown away with with the, the roaster for this week and probably the next couple of weeks. So I met a gentleman online. You've heard me reference the Vetrapreneur closed Facebook group. It's a Facebook group for veteran entrepreneurs. And a gentleman, Jose Alaniz, he and I connected on there. And Jose runs a company down in Seguin, Texas. Okay. Third day coffee, Seguin. I'll have links to it in the show notes. So Jose and I connected. He heard about the show, went in and listened. He and I started talking on Messenger. He'd listened to some of the the coffee drops that I do and, and how we do the, the weekly grind. <clears throat> Excuse me. And he asked, he's like, how can I get on your show? And I was like, well, it's really easy. Let me buy some coffee from you. He's like, "Nah, you don't have to buy it. I'm going to send you some. So this is the one that we're reviewing this week. And I got to tell you, when I read the description on the back, Isaiah 52, 7, God reigns. Love that. It's simple. It's a Bible verse, two words, and it's powerful. This is specialty roasted for Dave Doc Joslin on 1 September 2020, Third Day Coffee, Seguin. So real quick about Third Day Coffee, and then I'm going to get into this. Third Day Coffee, Seguin is a Christian-based, veteran-owned company where every bag of coffee is roasted to order by the owner, Jose R. Alaniz, Jr., and then in talking and getting to know each other a little bit more, he's like, hey, you know, talk about deployments a little bit. What's your highest award? And I was like, yeah, well, I was awarded a bronze star and an air medal and blah, blah, blah. You want to talk about personal service, folks? For, those, you, for the podcasters not checking this out on Facebook, he's got a bronze star on the bag for me. So this is the Doc Joslin roast, right? This this was brewed just for me, and my wife and I were sipping on it earlier. And I got to tell you, he he asked me about the flavor profiles that I like and the types of coffee that I like to drink. This I would I would describe this as a blonde. It's kind of a light roast for me, which is good because I drink coffee all day long. This is admittedly, I think the fourth pot that I've had with this. I've been sampling it. I'm really blown away that somebody roasted a batch just for me. It's a soft, gentle coffee. It doesn't tear my stomach up. It starts out kind of nutty and got, it finishes a little sweet, almost like a berry hint to it. Uh, There's a little bit of almost a cinnamon or nutmeg that comes through as you're drinking it, but it's just a mellow, soft good coffee what you should pay attention to in the coming weeks we're going to sample strong and courageous we're going to sample and for on the podcast that can't see the video these are different blends that he sent me the rough and brawly coffee so we've got a couple more that we're going to go over and this one i'm going to save to where i've got some guests on the show some special guests and some coming uh, productions that we've got and jose and i talking about life in general things that we like he's got a hand-drawn medium roast that salted caramel and a fourteen-year-old single malt Scotch. This motherfucker is going to be good. Sorry, I'm talking about a Christian coffee roaster and I'm blowing up at the mouth here. Yeah, this is an experiment. Uh, he and I talked about it. He had had a couple people ask about you know infusing Scotch in a coffee, and uh, we're doing it. Uh, so I got to find the right guest to share this with. So anyway, Third Day Coffee Seguin, That's our weekly grind this week, and we're going to have uh, Jose's coffee on for the next couple weeks. Check them out, ThirdDayCoffeeSagin.com, and look for a link to them in the show notes. Stay tuned, folks. We're getting into the show. So I'm going to read a quote to start off with. America will never be destroyed from the outside. If we lose our freedom, it will be because we destroyed ourselves. That's supposed to be a quote from Abraham Lincoln, but as I fact-checked that, it's really a paraphrase. I don't think those actual words ever came out of President Lincoln's mouth, but it brings us to the the topic of the show this week the discussion that we're going to have our nation's military is the strongest fighting force on the, the on the face of the planet right now and it's the strongest fighting military that the the world has probably ever seen nobody really wants to go toe to toe with us when left untethered the united states military can destroy any enemy i'm a little biased i was part of that i did some enemy destroying myself i know a little bit about it but it's true Russia doesn't want to go toe-to-toe with us, and nobody would win in that, right? Iran doesn't really want to go toe-to-toe with us. They might actually, but uh, the world doesn't want us to go toe-to-toe with Iran. Same thing with China. Uh, we can do proxy wars, trade wars. We can we can fight proxy wars through, you know, other skirmishes, other countries, but we're not going to fight each other directly. Same thing with Korea. You know, that little crazy bastard over there, he talks about wanting to go toe-to-toe with us, but he, he knows he can't. So how do you defeat us? If if we're the country that has the largest fighting force on the planet, the best fighting force on the planet might not be the largest, but the best. We got the best weapon systems. We train better, you know, better airplanes, better missiles, better bombs, better guidance systems, better special forces. How do you beat us? Well, the easiest way is to just have us beat ourselves. And that's exactly what's going on. Back to the 2016 election. The focus of this show and the next shows coming up as we draw closer to the election is going to be what happens to America in, on, and after the election. And buckle up, folks. Probably going to be a wild ride. So go back to this 2016 election and all of the accusations against President Trump from former presidential candidate, former Secretary of State, former First Lady Hillary Clinton. That the Russians were involved in meddling with our election—that's 100% true. I think I don't think anybody's going to deny that the Russians actually were involved in meddling in our election. The irony behind that is, from what I've seen in supporting evidence and government cover-up, all that—what all the bullshit is—is is actually was instigated by the the Clinton base. But I think that opened the door for the Russians to realize, if they looked at what happened to America, if they looked at what happened to our society, we became so divided. We were already divided. We haven't been a unified country since September 12th, 2001. That's the last time our country was truly united. We swore we'd never forget, but y'all fucking forgot pretty quick. But they saw what happened with the country being divided, and then they just put it into overdrive. So now you've got foreign adversaries meddling in our society, tearing us apart. The term troll farm, social engineering botnets, propaganda machines, those are are real things. I'm not going to do it justice today. Uh, in talking about it if you if you want to hear uh the pro at podcasting talk about something go to the joe rogan experience and listen to his interview with tim kennedy it's a uh, show number 1535 yeah, i'm on show 22 old rogan boy there's on show 1535 he's been at it a minute or two longer than me i'll get up to him though but him and uh special forces sergeant tim kennedy they do a really good job of talking about this. And I'm going to try to paraphrase some of their discussion and I'm going to try to hit on some points of their discussion. So we've got, if, if you look at all the, the, the mass social media, you know, America couldn't wait to get hooked on it. The dopamine rush, the immediate gratification of how many likes did that get? How many responses did that get? You know, the, the emotional chemical delivery of the brain in the body, it's immediate we fed on it. They look at me society that was created with selfie images everywhere you go. And you, our enemies couldn't wait to jump on that. They knew that it would be effective. So you create these, uh, so our adversaries create these social engineering botnets or these troll farms, you know, they've got some, some young hackers, a couple hundred young hackers that normally wouldn't have a job probably because they're hackers kind of hard to put hacker on a resume. So you fund them with a few thousand dollars. You set up a bunch of proxy servers. So the the IP address origin just bounces from country to country to country so it makes it really difficult to trace. You set a bunch of those folks up and their whole job all day is to create junk posts, to create those memes that will divide us. The polarizing, inflammatory comments and statements with cool pictures and we post it, you know, it's easy to go on and steal a picture, make a meme that you know is going to be so polarizing it's going to start a debate. And then that debate's going to start a fight, and then that fight really starts fights. So you've got people whose paid job in other countries is to divide America. They don't have to fire a single shot at us. We'll line up to do that ourselves. And the purpose of this is as we get closer to the election, which today's October 3rd on the recording date. This will probably go out Tuesday. Uh, Hopefully this goes out. We'll have one month till the election. We we need to try to draw back on the reins a little bit, America. We need to try to draw back and understand that we're being played. We're being played like fools. And our, our enemies know it. We're so wrapped up around ourselves that this was the easiest game they didn't have to lose a million people on a battlefield they didn't have to spend millions of dollars in resources they didn't have to do a mass deployment they didn't have to execute the operation red dawn where they fly over and drop paratroopers and actually assault american soil they just fuck with our heads hard enough and long enough and we'll assault ourselves and we're seeing it every day so again i'm asking folks to do something that i've asked in the previous shows do two minutes of research Calm down. Don't respond in emotion. Look at what's behind the post and just try to be level-headed a little bit, America. I mean, our country is rapidly falling apart. The fact that the the Attorney General Barr, the Attorney General of the United States, has three cities that he's officially declared as anarchist zones, what kind of shit is this? Within our own borders, within our own country, our Attorney General, the highest law enforcement officer in the United States declared three major cities, Seattle, Portland, and New York, I believe they were, is anarchist zones. How the fuck do we have anarchist zones inside of a constitutional republic? And that's something too. As we get into debates and get closer to the election and people start talking about what our country's built on and what our country's made of, what it's not and what it's supposed to be, do me one favor, refer to what we are appropriately. We are not a democracy. Read the Constitution, folks. The word democracy is not in there anywhere. We're not a democratic republic. People like to misquote that too. We're a constitutional republic. We're a rule by law by the Constitution of the United States. So start doing ourselves a favor. And, and here's the thing when you start slowly just accepting inappropriate terms over time, that's how you erode away, right? That's where everyone thinks we're a democracy because we went from using the appropriate terminology of we're a constitutional republic to we're a democratic republic to now. It, we're a democracy. We're not a democracy. We're a, we're a constitutional republic. We have elected officials that create what other countries use as a democracy to rule. But those elected officials are supposed to represent the laws put forth in our constitution. Let's get back to the basic, folks. Let's get to the foundation of what our country is. Start with, the, with resetting your own brain. We're a constitutional republic. And again, I go back. It was two episodes ago. Now, when you go into that polling box or when you go to send your envelope in with your ballot in, I hope it makes it vote for what makes America still America in 2024. We've got to survive the next four years. We've got one of two different types of cancer to vote for. Those are our options. Cancer A, Cancer B. Which one leaves us most like America when we're done? need you to think about that. I've spent some time backtracking, apologizing to people. I was a part of the problem and I had to take myself back a little bit. Uh, I've been vacant on social media for a while and there hasn't been a show in a while. I've had some really important people make some comments and respond to me and they did so in a a manner that got my attention and not just just pissed me off. So it caused me to calm down Remember that slow is smooth, smooth is fast. Think about things and look at things from, a, from, a, from an objective lens. And that's what folks need to do moving forward. You want to do something on Facebook for the next 30 days? Share pictures of your friends, your kids, your dogs. Don't talk about politics. If we shut, if we shut the political discussions on Facebook down for two weeks, our enemies would have to find something else to divide us. We, we've got to get over the infighting to realize that the origin of the battle Is our nation's enemies and we're at war. This is a cyber insurgency and we have to figure out a way to get over ourselves so we can defeat the people that are actually trying to defeat us. I'm just, I'm going to stop. I'm going to pause and we'll go to the next segment and uh, I'll do a brief update on uh, my opinion of the first presidential debate. The most recent change with uh, our president testing positive for coronavirus which actually the presidential debate and President Trump getting coronavirus has brought out the absolute worst in our country. So stay tuned. We'll be back in just a second. If you're looking for some wicked commando inspired morale gear, t-shirts, hats, stickers, patches, flags, hoodies, and some very fucking cool art, check out 30secondsout.com. They've got everything you need. They support other veterans programs and they are veteran owned. Check them out at 30secondsout.com. All right, folks. So for the final segment this week, we're going to have a quick couple-minute discussion about uh, the events in our country this week. First presidential debate and the fact that just yesterday the president of the United States tested positive for coronavirus. So first, the presidential debate, kind of tying in the first segment into this. This is exactly what our our adversaries wanted. If you looked at the inflammatory, derogatory, just all-out negative commentary that was flying around on both sides, there's not an innocent an innocent side to this right now. If you look at the commentary that was flying around, insulting both of them, I mean, simple petty things. Even, I I guess, starting at the root of it, some of the things that just get under my skin and then I have to pause and laugh at, comments like the orange man. That's fucking third grade shit, folks. I mean, you're adults insulting a man because he faked hands, whatever. Fucking serious? The orange man. How, How are we this far into this? He's at the end of his first term of of his presidency, and we still call him the orange man. And then talking about Biden, Biden's fucking sad, folks. I think it's absolutely sad. The man has had two major strokes while he was vice president, if I'm not mistaken, on the timeline. Two major brain surgeries. His, his mental faculties are not 100%. I'm not even going to get into... The rumors of him having a wire underneath, whatever, all the, all the video that is proof of that could have been manipulated. I don't trust any of that. The fact that this is the best that the Democratic Party had, it should make you question why they put him on the podium. He's 78 years old. I think he's 78 years old, 77, 78. He'll be in his 80s during his first term if he wins. Not healthy. He's had two major strokes years ago and continue to mentally decline. When you get beyond the health, if you look at what he's actually stood for in his years of political offices that he's held as vice president, as a senator, I mean, the man's just, he he routinely doesn't stand for what the Constitution was written for. President Trump, he's a businessman, but you know, you expect the president to be presidential. And something that Tim Kennedy and Joe Rogan talked about and I completely agree with. And there, uh, in the show that they did a couple weeks ago is, you know, you expect the president to be presidential in the most presidential president that we've ever had. And I agree with this. And people that know me should know that this is difficult for me to say. The most presidential president that we had in spoken word and world image in being able to control a room of world leaders and trying to align people was president obama the man was was actually the best face man right for the united states that's I'm not going to get into too much more about president obama i'm on a roll i'm saying something nice about him i should probably quit while i'm ahead but anyway president trump's not presidential and that's part of the that's part of the role he's the leader of the free world he's a commander in chief you've got you know 500,000 U S army soldiers. I don't know how many people in the Navy. I don't know how many people in the Marines and the air force and now the space force and the coast guard that look up to him as their commander in chief. Motherfucker, you gotta be presidential, right? And you're not it, but he's the ticket, right? So anyway, the debate, nobody won that debate. Russia won the debate. China won the debate. Korea won the debate. Iran really won the debate. America lost. We lost huge. And you could tell how bad we lost. If you went to any social media outlet, and watched the feed constantly grow during the debate. We lost huge. There's another one coming up, I think, next week. That'll be interesting. So, America, try to control yourselves, fucking assholes. Yesterday, President Trump tested positive for coronavirus. The 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 sheer hate that came out in people. I literally saw no less than five posts about people outwardly expressing, I hope he dies. Well, I fucking hope the Secret Service showed up at your house. I honestly do. I hope you got a no-knock warrant, your shit fucking kicked in, because if you're making that, problem, that that comment, you probably don't have a gun. You're probably some libtard that doesn't, that, 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 whatever. You're probably not the person that they're going to worry about meeting them with a muzzle on the other side of the door. I hope the Secret Service kicks your fucking door in and does a no-knock raid on your house for wishing death on the U.S. president. What kind of knucklehead, bottom-of-the-barrel citizen are you, whether you like the man or not? To wish death on any human being, it makes you subhuman you fucking grow up and finally the most the most recent event the um the nomination of the replacement for uh, the justice on the Supreme Court of the United States. I appreciated when President Trump talked about his right and his responsibility. I wish he would have chose just a different verb. I wish he would have chosen his words slightly different. not that any of his speechwriters or his advisors watch my show, but he should have used the word obligation. He's absolutely right. He's president for four years. And folks, he's president past November. Whether he wins or loses, he's president till January. He's president till what, January 20th. He's president for a while, right? He's not done. Put yourself in the position of a business owner. We're the, the businesses of the United States. And you've got your most senior executive. Would you allow them to be asleep at the wheel for five months? Would you allow them to stop doing their job as CEO for five months? If you're a board of directors, if you're a member of the board of directors and your CEO has announced his retirement, you're interviewing candidates for who may replace him. And all of a sudden he just stopped making decisions and just, yeah, I'm not going to do that when it's in their charter, that that's his obligation to do so. Yeah, I guess it's, I get it's political. It doesn't change the fact that he has a job because here's the thing. If he stops doing all of his responsibilities, then the other side, and this would happen if it was right versus left versus left versus right, this, this isn't limited to one side of the aisle, right? So if he just goes to sleep at the wheel or in the military, we call it road, retired on active duty. If he just stopped doing his fucking job now all across the board, what would happen to our country? So if the expectation is that he at least do some of his job while he's still the president, how about the expectation is he still does all of his fucking job while he's still the president. And it's unfortunate, right? That that's, I'm sorry, the left, I'm sorry, democratic party. That's his obligation. Right. And I'm sorry that justice Ginsburg evidently had a dying wish that the next president, whoever it is, pick her replacement. That's so subjective and suspect, but it doesn't even matter whether she's a a seated justice on the Supreme Court or not. Her dying wish doesn't trump the Constitution. It's the president's obligation to replace that person. Interesting times, folks. Interesting times. Keep your head on a swivel. Stay safe. Retract some hate. Think about things before you hit send or post or upload or whatever. Whatever. Try to remember what America's meant for and what we stand for. Think about the origin of where a lot of this stuff comes from and think about who wins. At the end of the day, your version of America, if you want to unseat President Trump, if you want to degrade Joe Biden, no matter what happens, folks, these are the two choices. Think about that. We need to think about what America felt like September 12th, 19 years ago. That's my closing thought, folks. Think about what America felt like on September 12th. We need to get back to September 12th. Have a good week, folks. Check this out on YouTube. It'll be on podcast, your favorite podcast player, whether that's Apple, Spotify, iHeartRadio. You can check us out at www.bulletstubeans.com. If you have any comments, show ideas, content that you want to see or hear, uh, you can hit us up at bulletstobeans at gmail.com. That's the show for this week, folks. Stay frosty. Bullets to Beans is an official media production of Lifeline Media, LLC, Eagle River, Alaska.